Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Neverland Podcast is brought to you once again by Audible.com. You get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash Podcast with over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or other MP3 player. The Neverland Podcast, Episode 18. Take a start of the right and start until morning. Neverland! Good morning, Neverland! In America, Rosie! Yes, it is Captain America Day here in Neverland. Hi there once again. This is your host, Jeremy, coming back to you from Neverland, uh, asking you once again to grab your local pixie, give her a shake, and think of a happy thought to come along with me. We are celebrating Captain America and the release of the new movie, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Also, because today is also the day of WrestleMania, we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, a couple of my kind of predictions of uh, where I think that's going. I actually have to record this quickly because (laughs) the pre-show has already started on the WWE Network, and I'm excited to get after and watching it. I'm supposed to go over to some friend's house to watch this show tonight, and uh, we're really excited. It's going to be a great WrestleMania. But I've already seen the Captain America movie, and there will be a review, and I will try to get my wife in here to see what she thought as well. But before we get to that, I do have some news for you. Uh, Just a little bit of short bits of news. Uh, first here, and these are kind of just short little headline bits because there's not wasn't really like a lot of huge things going on this week. Uh, but casting is not yet complete on Star Wars Seven, but the Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn told the Hollywood Reporter that filming has already begun. Uh, this could be some uh, effects filming or something like that, some small bits or something. But uh, they haven't quite cast all of their major characters yet. So, but it is nice to know that they're on their way. Uh, a report from Deadline reports that Matt Gerald has been cast as a villain in the upcoming Marvel film Ant-Man. This is sort of the third phase that that's expected to be. Now, um, I'm not exactly sure third phase of their meaning that's going to be after the next Avengers film. Uh, I'm not sure when they're you know going to start really rolling with the Ant-Man. And I didn't even find anything that said who he was playing. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, also, the upcoming movie tie-in video game for The Amazing Spider-Man 2 has released a new trailer showing some new villains that will appear in the game, including including Craven the Hunter, the Black Cat, and Kingpin. In fact, there's a bit of dialogue that says a Black Cat says that it, you know the Kingpin has hired her to kill him, and it's kind of too bad well, to kill Spider-Man. And, and, of course, you will expect the villains from the movie to make appearances in the game, including Rhino, the Green Goblin, and Electro. Uh, and possibly more. Who knows? 
Judy Greer is now about... Uh, well, she has been added to the Jurassic World cast. According to The Wrap, uh, reports are that the Archer star will join Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ty Simpkins, Jake Johnson, Nick Robinson, Irfan Khan, Vincent D'Onofrio, B.D. Wong, and Omar Sy for the Colin Trevorrow. Boy, I hope I got his name right. Uh, for his film. He's the one, I guess, uh, directing it. Uh, now, Judy Greer, I think probably if you, if you saw a picture of her, you'd probably recognize her like I did. I, I've never seen her on Archer. Uh, because frankly, I guess that's animated, so you're not gonna really gonna see her. But uh, she did have an, an episode of The Big Bang Theory that she appeared on, that you might recognize her from. It was a pretty funny episode. Uh, anyways, an announcement from the Encore Network: Superhero Month in May, and this is direct uh, release from Encore. Uh, Encore presents the Heroes Collection, featuring 23 uncut films dedicated to the most popular superheroes of all time, every night at 8 p.m. Eastern Pacific, starting Thursday, May 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Pacific, only on Encore. Encore kicks off the month-long celebration with the 1989 Oscar-winning classic Batman, starring Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Throughout the month of May, the Heroes Collection will continue to feature some of the most beloved superheroes, such as action fantasy Iron Man 3, one of the biggest blockbusters of 2013, featuring an impressive ensemble cast of Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, and Ben Kingsley. The classic 1978 Oscar-nominated Superman, starring Christopher Reeve and Marlon Brando. The action comedy Men in Black 3, I really like that one, uh, with award-winning actors Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones reprising their popular roles. The box office hit The Amazing Spider-Man, with rising stars Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone leading the extraordinary cast, including Dennis Leary, and the Academy Award-winning animated comedy The Incredibles, written and directed by entertainment powerhouse Brad Bird, who's actually currently making an Incredibles 2, which has confirmed Frozone will be making making an appearance, but uh, currently he's also working on Tomorrowland, which uh, I did find that Judy Greer is supposed to possibly be in Tomorrowland, it seems, as well. The upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot film has announced that Johnny Knoxville will be the voice of Leonardo and Tony Shalhoub will be the voice of Splinter. And I almost care. I love Tony Shalhoub, though, so him being Splinter I think will be fun, but Johnny Knoxville, eh, and choosing him to play Leonardo, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Moving on, all right, some Superman-Batman casting news. Holly Hunter, Callan Mulvey, and Tao Okamoto. Well, there's the news, and I still don't care. They have been cast in there. Uh, now, this this is why I don't really pay attention to this website, moviepilot.com. Uh, tried to lure people in saying, oh, look, you know, it's like the Incredibles are going to be appearing in the Superman-Batman or something. And, like, it's like, you know, the way you phrase that, it's, you know, it's like you're going to try to sucker people in. And you know, we obviously know that none of the Incredibles will actually be appearing. But, you know, Holly Hunter was Mrs. Incredible. So that's what they were trying to go with. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like the stupid kind of headlines when you do it like that. It's, it's too rumor mill. And, yeah, they frequently seem to throw up stuff that hasn't really confirmed. But they got, they got a lot of what-ifs and rumors. So I really don't take them that seriously. But I remember when they posted that out there. Uh, yeah. But I still really don't care. Uh, they're playing three characters that are written specifically for the movie, not any particular comic book character. Uh, Slade, also known as Deathstroke, has been making his presence felt on the series Arrow. I really should start watching this show. I've seen some pictures. He looks awesome. Um, so I'm going to have to catch up. I think I'm really going to sit down and start watching it. I'm not a Green Arrow fan, but they're bringing in a lot of neat characters in there, and I would really like to see a live-action version of him. I'd love to see uh, him fighting Batman, though, really. Uh, especially in the uh, Arkham Origins game, where you get to fight with Deathstroke in that game. Very cool. A very tough fight, too. My goodness. 
Okay, uh, I'm going to probably get this guy's name wrong. It's Tony Kebel or Cabell has been cast as Doctor Doom in the doomed Fantastic Four reboot, while the new series Gotham has added Corey Michael Smith as the Riddler. Now, as I said, yes, the new Fantastic Four is doomed, despite Chris Evans' endorsements of the new Human Torch. There's just too many things going on that we're gonna tor- that's going to turn the core fan base away from the film, and there are the dollars that you're really counting on is that core fan base. Uh, but yeah, probably still a good casting choice, at least for Gotham, for you know casting somebody to be an early Riddler. Uh, I guess he will just be known simply as Edward Nigma, perhaps. Or uh, actually, Edward Nigma is supposed to be a false name. I forget the actual name of who he was beforehand. So it'd be nice to see that kind of develop and have him become a villain throughout the course of that show. But that's all the news that I have for you today. Not a whole lot, uh, but uh, we do have a very nice review for you for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. He's a ghost. You'll never find him. I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain, to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down. That makes enemies. People are going to die. I can't let that happen. Captain America needs my help. When do we start? We just did. The price of freedom is high. It's a price I'm willing to pay. You told me not to trust anyone. This is how it ends. Everything goes. Looks like you're giving the orders now, Captain. Damn right. from the bad guys. If they're shooting at you, they're bad. Okay, so that, of course, was the trailer for Captain America the Winter Soldier. My wife and I went to a early morning viewing on Saturday morning. Uh... Now, it wasn't a very packed theater, uh, at least not from where we were at. We kind of sat down in the bottom. The theater we went to has kind of like a balcony seating, and a lot of people like to go over there. Uh, but apparently it has been doing very well uh, with uh, with the uh, at least the 
income. Of course, I really wish that instead of giving you the dollar amount, they'd give you them a number of ticket sales because I think that would be a bit more specific to knowing how things balance out and how how you know many people are actually going to see a movie because ticket prices vary at different times. Uh, we actually save some money by going early on a Saturday morning. But okay. Uh, I have heard that on some reviews that they're calling this, this is like, instead of a superhero movie, this is more like a spy thriller. But to me, that's really, that's kind of a lot of what Captain America does these days. Uh, it's It was very much like a spy thriller. It was very cool. Had a lot of good twists and turns. A lot of different things going on. You know, Actually, a lot of pretty good humor. Very good acting uh, by a lot of the characters. Now, I should have probably brought up a list of who all played who on there. Um, the, the man they got to cast as Sam Wilson, also known as the Falcon, he was excellent. They did a very good job of introducing Sam Wilson to you and letting you start to like the character before he even gets his flight suit going. And then you're just excited to see him flying around and helping Cap out. And the nice thing about you know with Captain America, he is a team player. He loves working with a team, and so you get a nice little ensemble. There's a lot of really nice dialogue between him and the Black Widow. Uh, she is constantly trying to set him up with people. And uh, Marvel fans will recognize that the, uh, the nurse that is supposed to be his neighbor in his apartment, who is known as Agent 13, uh, her name is Sharon. That's just given it once. That is Sharon Carter. And uh, she's been a longtime love interest in the comic books, so I look forward to seeing her popping up in future uh, films as well. Uh, she'll be a major player. Also, this really did wrap and connect it to the rest of the Marvel Universe as Gary Shandling makes an appearance as that annoying senator that he was in Iron Man 2, along with Agent Sitwell, which uh, he's been in a lot of the one-shots. He also made an appearance in Agents Marvel, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, this past week, and uh, it really kind of interconnected things. Now, i got to be careful because I really don't want to spoil things because there's so many twists and turns, but uh, the action really kind of picks up here uh, with... Uh, we'll say the assassination of Nick Fury. Uh, really big dramatic scene. Uh, really big setup. It's a very exciting car chase leading up to it and everything. And uh, as much as Nick Fury really says he doesn't trust anybody and he tells uh, Steve Rogers, you know, really, you don't want to trust anybody. You really get the, the idea that he does trust Steve Rogers, though, because, you know, he is, you know, that is Captain America and he is very trustworthy and he's a good guy. That's what makes him a hero. And Captain America has always been that nice symbol of, of the guy who's always fighting for your freedom. And there's a really good line he even has, like, even if I stand alone, I'm still fighting for freedom. And uh, this movie really opens up, at the very, at even the beginning, with uh, some nice conversation where uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been building three new uh, helicarriers that are completely weaponized, can find specific targets and aim a gun at them and shoot them from way up in the air via satellites and GPS locating and all this kind of stuff, all these complicated things. And Nick Fury says, you know, the world has changed. We need to be able to take out threats before they they act and do their criminal act. And uh, Steve Rogers, of course, his uh, view on this is, well, I thought the punishment was supposed to come after the crime. And Nick Fury, of course, says, well, we want to prevent that crime from happening. Uh, because generally this could be a terrorist thing. So it really uh, you know, strikes that balance and asks that question. I mean, where do we balance how far we want to go to be secure over how much we want to lose our freedoms and to be watched? Uh, there's been you know, recent things even in the news with, news with finding out that they're watching individual citizens here in this country. And uh, that we are not cool with. We want them to be able to watch and look for threats outside. But we don't want to be watched ourselves because most of us really are innocent. And they'll tell us, oh, well, if you're not doing anything, what are you worried about? And it's like, well, that's invading my private life. And so it really kind of you know dives just a little bit into that issue without fully giving 
an opinion. But it does have an effect on what things are going. It turns out things in S.H.I.E.L.D. are not quite as they appear. And uh, when Nick Fury gets in trouble, he goes to his buddy, Steve Rogers, and very subtly lets him know that, hey, we've been compromised. Uh, they are listening in here, so uh, you're the one I could go to. Uh, I'm going to need help. And so it launches Cap and, uh, and the Black Widow on this kind of secret kind of mission to figure out you know how deep does this go what uh, what all is going on inside shield who is behind it all and who is the mysterious winter soldier who has been showing up uh and made the basically made the kill on nick fury and uh, natasha romanoff you know the black widow she knows something of this guy because he came from russia and it's like it's this legend this guy's been around like 50 years and there's of course some mystery to who is the Winter Soldier. Now, those of us who are Marvel fans, we already know, but I'm not going to say because in case you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, you don't, you never read any of the comics or anything, I want you to be surprised and find out it's a really great moment the way they have the reveal of his identity. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Uh, a lot of, like I said, a lot of good twists and turns, a lot of deep things. You really can't take your eyes off for, of it for a minute because there's so much detail, but it's not so much to where you feel overwhelmed. You can follow it very, very easily. Uh, with what the different story angles and different things that are happening because everything has a meaning and really really great film really thought provoking um, it's it just holds your attention the whole time it's a great thrill ride uh, now the only complaint though and this this pretty much kind of comes from my wife she didn't want to come in for a review because she said the only thing she really had to say about it is she hates shaky cam uh, there are moments, especially at the beginning, whenever a fight where it's not so much the shaking of the camera, it's that they have those really short, quick shots, you know, that they just kind of flash it across, like, oh, here's a punch, oh, here's a punch, here's a punch, and they have to, like, change angles and show it really fast, and it's, I, I get it that it's, they're trying to show the intensity of that moment and how fast things happen in that kind of a fight, but it makes it difficult to follow the action, so, and it gets really kind of unnerving, and you're, you're, it's hard to follow on a large screen. Now, when, when you watch this later when it comes on to blu-ray which i will be getting it uh it'll be a lot easier to follow probably on a smaller screen because you can process it better but on a big screen it really it's it's jarring and it's really hard to follow and i really wish people would quit doing it you know shaking the camera around and doing really quick edits like that but other than that great movie great characters great acting a uh, very good story and boy did it change things by the end and i have a feeling a lot of things that changed can be set back to rights, uh, you know, because it's the Marvel Universe. But uh, it did set things up to things to be in a very different world for the next few movies and even leading up to the next Avengers film, which, of course, stay after the the two parts of ending credits because, you know, they don't do opening titles anymore these days. They put those titles at the end. So at the titles at the end that they do where they have, like, an opening, there is a, a scene there. And then, of course, they roll the regular ending credits, and there's another scene after all that. So stay to the very bitter end. You will not regret it. It shows a lot of stuff that's coming, a lot of things to get you excited about. And uh, that is my review of Captain America the Winter Soldier. But one thing, I, I would have a question. Um, I, I enjoyed the music in the first, uh, you know, Captain America the First Avenger. Uh, and it very much fit with the type of film that was. I I really wish sometimes they would keep a composer or at least a theme going between their superheroes. I mean, with the Iron Man films, 
Uh, it's like there's a different theme every time. And even with the upcoming Avengers, it's a different composer. So you don't get a consistent hero theme that I really would kind of want to stick around. I mean, it's it's not a big deal, but I, I do enjoy having a consistent hero theme for that character. But they have done a good job of picking a composer and doing music that fits for that particular movie because this one feels entirely different from the last one. Uh, the last one where it was kind of this uh, fight for freedom against uh, the Nazis and Hydra. This very much is, well, I don't want to say gritty, but it is that high-paced thriller spy type of feel. And so the music follows suit, and uh, they had a great kind of a couple of notes to represent the Winter Soldier whenever he was doing some stuff that was kind of eerie. It reminded me a little bit of some of the music used for the Joker in The Dark Knight. Uh, but I really wish they'd keep a consistent bit of music for Cap. Uh, in fact, uh, for a song of the week, I want to bring to mind this little great tune from the first film that I really enjoyed.
Okay, now before we go any further, I would like to remind you, the listeners of the Neverland Podcast, that Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, I have been lately recommending The Hobbit, Unabridged by J.R.R. Tolkien, was available for free. Uh, Also, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, I I do put up links there to go straight to audiblestrial.com slash NeverlandPodcast, as well as a link I had found for a Star Wars book. But go take a look around there, see what all you can find. Uh, I'm sure they'll find something to tickle your fancy. Uh, fancy, not fancily. Wow. Uh, but just remember to download your free audiobook today. You can go to audibletrial.com slash neverlandpodcast. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash neverlandpodcast for your free audiobook. Or, like I said, go to neverlandpodcast.com. I've got a link right there to go to Audible. Uh, and it is helping out the show. And boy, I tell you what, I appreciate every bit of help that I get. Now, moving right along. Uh, I, of course, you know, this is a Captain America-themed show. Uh, it's going to be probably just a bit short. Uh, if we're going to be able to run a little short of an hour because, uh, really, I don't have a lot of nostalgic memories myself of Captain America. Uh, there was an animated series back in the 60s. Uh, it was part of this this Marvel Hour, which I did find the theme for, uh, and I'll play it. This was back in the day. If you've ever gotten to see any of the, a lot of the old Marvel cartoons, uh, it was almost like watching a comic book frame, and then one thing would move in each frame. It was not very well animated for the time, but they were trying to make it look good. I think they could have learned a lot if they'd watched Johnny Quest. If you see the old original Johnny Quest, you know it was very well animated, and they put in a lot of high amount of detail and made it look very good, very very much like from the pages of a comic book. And uh, I think Marvel really could have learned from that. But that was an animated series way back in the day. And, uh, you know, really uh, growing up, you know, like in the 80s, we really didn't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, anything with the Avengers or Captain America and everything. There was a, a Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends cartoon. There was an, an Incredible Hulk cartoon. You had a lot of G.I. Joe that was actually a Marvel property at the time, or at least Marvel was putting out the cartoons. But we didn't get a lot of cartoons. You know, he was kind of out of the eye. Uh, but then there was this... Great video game, I remember. It was uh, an arcade game, Captain America and the Avengers. This thing was cheesy as heck, but it was a lot of fun to play. It was a a four-player type of game, and you could choose from being Captain America or Iron Man or Vision or Hawkeye. And everybody pretty much – it was during the era of uh, run-up, beat-em-up kind of you know fighting type of games uh, with open territory. And everybody, of course, had a weapon they could fire, like Captain America could throw his shield. And there were appearances by Wasp and a lot of different Avengers villains and a very cheesy ah, very cheesy uh, laugh from the red skull <laughs> you know whatever he was popping up a lot of fun to play 
great old game. And uh, here lately, you know, uh, with Disney acquiring Marvel, there has been some more appearances with Captain America because we have seen him in uh, a couple of Avengers animated series that were really quite well done. And so it's nice to see him getting some attention again because uh, Captain America, he, de- he deserves to have a lot more attention. I mean, he, um, as, as a character, has really been a symbol. Uh, he was created back during World War II. He was a piece of propaganda originally, and uh, they used him a lot. You know, they're the, the very famous cover of him slugging Hitler uh, is well known, and actually it was wonderful how they integrated that into the first Captain America movie. It was Stan Lee, though, when he was bringing about the Avengers that uh, he was really was the one who brought back Captain America and decided, well, what if he had been frozen all this time and everything, and they, we could unfreeze him now in the modern age, and so we could still use that character. So Stan Lee did kind of bring him back into the modern age. Of course, that was back in the 60s, so it's not really modern for us, but you get the idea. And so you know, Captain America gets to come back and uh, be kind of a great character. And uh, he really has been that nice representative. That's you know representative. He's that icon. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm, a, I'm mainly a Spider-Man kind of reader. And there's a storyline they did back, um, what 1993, 1994, uh, Maximum Carnage. It was a multi-issue. Uh, took all summer to get through the entire story. Uh, ran through every Spider-Man book. And there's one point that uh, Spider-Man and his group is at their lowest. They've been chasing around Carnage, a great Spider-Man villain, uh, and this group of villains that he puts together. And he's just going on a rampage throughout New York and just killing everybody, you know, right and left. And Spider-Man has to form an alliance with Venom and uh, a few other people that he's not too keen with forming an alliance, but he needs them all to, to help fight Carnage's band of misfits. And at one point, they're at their lowest. They're all just defeated. They've tried everything they know to do. They just don't know what to do anymore. And Spider-Man is just crawling along the ground, just struggling. And uh, this red-gloved hand reaches down to him and says, uh, Looks like you could use a hand, son. And he looks up, and there's this great uh, poster shot, pretty much drawing art, of Captain America reaching to lend a hand. And somehow or another, when you saw that, you knew everything's going to be all right. So, you know, Captain America is here. The day will be saved. It's like he gives you hope again. And he's always represented rep- represented to us uh, that fight for freedom. And, you know, that you know it's, just, it's, it's some of the similar things that G.I. Joe kind of gave us back in the 80s, where it was, we were just like we were behind defending our freedom. It was that Amer- great American cause. It's like defending the American dream. He's always kind of represented that to us. Uh, so it's it's wonderful having that character brought around and seeing and even in this new film that they are continuing with that of being that is who Captain America is. He's he's kind of like the every man of us. It's that that deepest part of every American that 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 patriotic thing. Unless you absolutely hate this country, then now uh, you probably hate Captain America. Uh, but uh, that's it's it's that that American pride and our freedom and our our willingness to defend and our respect for the, our troops and everything that uh, really Captain America really epitomizes. Uh, so it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing, and that's, that's what he's kind of represented. All right, now I have one last thing that I want to share with you, and uh, this uh, I kind of dug around uh, some old. I, I, I've been doing quite a lot of this, but I love these these old. Uh, these were Power Records. These ones. Um, there were the read-along books, came with a record and everything, and I found a Captain America story. It's about 15 minutes long, and uh, so we're going to sit and we'll take a listen to that, and uh, I'll be back, back with you at the end of it to uh, close the show out. So hope you enjoy it.
Tower Records presents Captain America and the Falcon in And a Phoenix Shall Arise. Captain America and the Falcon on Night Patrol. Cap. Hey, Cap. What's with you, partner? You're moping around like you just lost your last friend. You definitely ain't. Not while I'm around. What? You'll have to run that by again, Sam. I'm a bit slow on the uptake this evening. Some nights it just gets worse than others, that's all. Some nights it just gets worse. Worse? What gets worse, Cap? Now I'm the one who doesn't follow. I can't shake it tonight. The feeling that I'm a walking anachronism. A guy who looks like he's 20, even though he was fighting Hitler's horde some 30 years ago. Huh? Now what made that old bugaboo creep up on you all over again? A lot of things, maybe. All adding up. I guess it started when I fought the madman who took my place during the 50s. Okay, okay. So you were on ice for 20 years. But why pick tonight for this out-of-my-time jazz to get you down? I don't know. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. Frankly, Shield Slinger, we don't know either. But we'll all find out together. Now. Falcon! Duck! Ah, that's what I call cutting it close. You okay, old buddy? Feeling no pain. Not yet, anyhow. But if that big bang had come one inch nearer, what was it, anyhow? Some kind of ray? Sure looks like it. We're both lucky it didn't. Luck had nothing to do with it, fool. Cap, look, up there. I see, Falk. I see. Do you? Do you really? Then know that your treacherous eyes gaze upon the face and form of the phoenix. Know, too, that you'll not escape my vengeance. Vengeance? Is that dressed to kill dude an old sparring partner of yours, Cap? Negative, chum. I thought he was one of yours. Such wit in the face of adversity is admirable but futile. Feel the fury of the phoenix now! I'll keep an occupied, Falcon. You get moving on the double. But even as laser-like beams blast still another hole in the crumbling rooftop, Sam Wilson's ever-alert mind is already light-years ahead of his fast-churning feet. Go like a bat, Red Wing! Why am bothering to run? It doesn't take an instant replay to see what that maniac is up to. Namely, he's firing just in camp. As far as he's concerned, I'm not even here. Well, I don't know who that cat is, or why he's got a hate on for camp. But I sure aim to find out. Mm. So, Birdman, you sneaked up on me from behind. Precisely the kind of tactics I should have expected from you. Save a conversation. Because I'm not behind you now, flame face. Out of my way, fool. This is good enough for you. Ah! As for you, my red, white, and blue foe, I've no desire to kill you. Not right now. Not when I can make you suffer all the more by slaying the one you call the Falcon. Sam stunned. No way to reach them in time. So watch, my friend, watch and grieve. Eh? My weapons charge exhausted? Then your just desserts must wait, Captain America, until we meet again. Perhaps tomorrow. I'll be waiting, mister. He's agile. I'll say that for him. Uh, I've been known to do a little rooftop leaping myself in the approved superhero manner. Hope it'll do me some good against the so-called Phoenix. You all right, Sam? You must be getting tired of asking that question, Cap. One thing's clear, though. Namely, that I'm getting to be a real drag in the masked sidekick department. I wound up being nothing more than a hostage. 
If I hadn't been here... That madman could still have picked me off. He just didn't want to, that's all. Okay, okay, you made your point. Now what? Had any second thoughts about who that might have been? Not yet. I've had a lot of enemies in my day, though. And you can bet your beak I'm going to spend the next 24 hours going over the list. Maybe the phoenix was just tossing me a red herring to keep me from guessing who he really is. But his taunts are the only lead I've got. Only thing is, Captain America's got more arch enemies than most people have relatives. Power-mad killers like the Red Skull. I thought he took the plunge a few months ago. But can I truly be sure he's dead? One thing's certain anyway, it can't be Baron Zemo. He was a holdover from the big war, too. But a rock slide finished him off several years back. I don't know. I buried him. Maybe the Viper. Dr. Faustus. Even Solar. Hmm. Wonder if it could be Solar. That death ray of his. It's possible. Not likely, though. Why would he use a rifle instead of his own sun-powered superpowers? There's only one way to learn the secret of the Phoenix. And that's by building a better mousetrap. With one slightly used defrosted shield slinger as bait. Been out for hours now, though, and no sign of... Hold up there, Cap. Me and Red Wing thought we'd come keep you company if you don't mind. As a matter of fact, I do mind. Huh? What's with you, partner? I just thought... Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But since you asked, I'll give it to you straight. I've been thinking about some of the things you said last night. And I've decided you are right the first time. The time you could have given me a helping hand was then. And you blew it. So go play with your pet birdie somewhere else, okay? Like the lady said, I want to be alone. Okay, partner. Any way you want to play it. You want alone, you've got to. I really hated to play that little number on Sam. Wow! But that Phoenix character wants me pretty bad, and I won't risk the Falcon catching one that's meant for Captain America. I've had a lot of partners in my time, and sometimes I think I've caused them a lot of grief. Those brave people putting their lives on the line for me. I'd better get back to business now, though, because if the Phoenix is still gunning for me, he can't help but see me up here. Captain America in Times Square! And Mom told me New York was no place to go for my vacation. He's gorgeous. He's still around? Are you kidding, mister? In my book, Cap's the greatest. Funny. I don't seem to get a kick out of the crowds the way I used to. I'd better keep looking. No sign of Phoenix, so... It's time to hit the road. But though Cap searches everywhere, he finds nothing until... Hey, Dirt! That guy must have run into something to muss him up like that. And that something may be the Phoenix. He's after me. I've got to get away. Easy, fella. You can relax now. Captain America. Oh, thank God. What happened to you? Some costume nut with a ray gun just tried to kill me. He was raving mad, Cap. Said he knew I was you in disguise, that I couldn't escape his vengeance. That sounds like my man, all right. Uh, he was in the alley. Th that's him. It is Phoenix. And if he is as bananas as you say, I'm not taking any chances. It's not the real Phoenix. It's a robot. But that means... Oh, some kind of gas. It's filling my lungs. Burning them. I can't get any... <laughs> it worked. Once more, Captain America's helpless before the power of the Phoenix. 
But this time, you star-spangled swine, you will not escape me. This dirty little alley is your final battlefield. Let that thought penetrate your oxygen-starved brain, Captain America. But why? 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 When you've suffered as much as I have, you living relic, then you can ask that question, and the answer will come in the searing blast of my death ray. Who are you? Blackness descends. When Captain America opens his eyes next... You recovered from the gas far sooner than I had expected, Captain America. But still, not soon enough to save yourself. The chains, of course, are far too strong for even you to snap. What's behind all this, Phoenix? What madman's grudge do you have against me? I would have thought my identity would have become obvious to you, Captain. My namesake, the spirit bird of legend that rises from the ashes of its own destruction to live anew, the death ray I used to lure you into my trap, the boiling substance in the vat below you. Or don't you recognize that substance? Adhesive X. Adhesive X? It can't be. The villain who invented it died years ago. There's no way he could have survived. And you're years younger than he was. Of course I am, you fool. Because the man you call a villain was my father, Baron Zemo. The man you destroyed. What do you really know of the man you murdered, Captain? You hated him for his work on behalf of the Nazis. But my mother and I, we loved him. He was a brilliant man, working tirelessly for the cause of the Third Reich. And you Americans condemned him for this. And when he invented a marvelous laser device, your papers called it a death ray, and started an insidious propaganda campaign against its inventor. I remember it clearly, even today. The campaign worked. My father became the most hated man in Germany and had to wear a mask to conceal his face from those who would harm him. He was wearing it the day that you attacked him. He just developed adhesive X, the most powerful adhesive ever invented. Once applied, nothing could remove it. You were determined to rob the Reich of that discovery. Your shield crashed through the adhesive tank, spilling its contents. And in destroying the invention, you also destroyed the inventor. For the cursed mask he was forced to wear had become permanently fixed to his face, never to be removed. And that drove my father mad. Madness changed him. He even took his hatred out on his family. Then he left us, disappeared. Soon afterward, my mother died. Oh, I survived, but I was plagued by a burning hatred for one man. You. Then one day, I saw my chance. I returned to Castle Zemo. There, surrounded by my father's greatest achievements, I was determined to recreate his two greatest inventions, Adhesive X and the Death Ray, and use them to destroy Captain America. And, as you've doubtless noticed, my dear Captain, I succeeded admirably. Give it up, son. You don't really want to continue a battle that should have ended 25 years ago, do you? Do you think a flowery speech will stop me now? You killed my father, and you're going to die for it in a boiling vat of adhesive X! What a rephrase that, sauerkraut. The Falcon! Good guess, Tucson. The name of your destroyer is Phoenix. Same difference. They're both in Arizona. Falcon, I left you back in the city. How did you manage to locate me here? Come on, Cap. You didn't really expect me to fall for that. I want to be alone, routine, did you? 
I put a certified shield tracer on your own grand old sheep. Uh-oh, I think I'm gonna be busy. Prepare to die, you flunky. Not that time, Archie. You can't escape my way for long, Falcon. You shall join Captain America in death. What? The accursed bird? Looks like Brother Red Wing has given me all the opening I need to put Son of Frankenstein away for keeps. Mm. You don't know it, man, but you're just what the doc ordered. I needed something to prove that my partnership with Cap was still a good idea. And, baby, you're it! Falcon, ease up on him. He's not a real villain. Just a misguided fool still fighting World War II. It's no use. Sam can't hear me. But I can't let him injure the Phoenix. The war took too many lives, left too many hatreds unhealed. I can't let it go on. I've got to use all my strength as never before. Got to keep pulling and pulling until... Have to make it to the balcony. I'm only going to get this one chance. Oof! What's the matter with you, Cap? You want that nut to get away? Locking him up isn't the answer to 25 years of blind hatred. We've got to try to reason with him. While those fools are arguing, they've given me the opportunity to finish them off once and for all with Captain America's own shield. Turning your back on me was unforgivably stupid, Captain America! What? Don't be a fool, man. You don't know how to use my shield. You could... He ain't buying a cap. Tied my hand, my father, as I avenge your death. This, but just by a hair. But now it's heading back at the Phoenix. <laughs> Dear God, I've got to try to save him. It's too late, Cap. Too late. The big war just claimed another victim, Sam. And I couldn't save him. It wasn't your fault. Wasn't it, Sam? The Avengers revived more than an out-of-sync soldier when they freed me from that iceberg. What do you mean, Steve? They revived a whole generation's hatreds. Hatreds that should have been left frozen a quarter of a century ago. Say it again, Sam. Say it isn't my fault. Maybe the second time, I'll believe it. Goodbye, Captain America. Until we meet again. All right. So that was an old Captain America adventure, The Phoenix Will Rise. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, before we close out today, today is also the day for WrestleMania 30. Uh, I have a couple of predictions uh, I'm willing to wager. See, WrestleMania, that's kind of the uh, the event where everything is put right again. If the villains had been running the store... This is a time where the heroes, you know, kind of set things up and it kind of finishes out the stories they've been doing for the year and gets things ready maybe to start some new stories for the coming year. So with that said, I am predicting a lot of uh, the hero victories. Uh, John Cena, I'm predicting victory over Bray Wyatt. Um, I am also predicting The Shield, who is kind of – they're kind of new faces to, to also claim, claim victory over Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Now something I would think would also be very interesting, and I have no, no real evidence that this could happen. But, uh, okay, so Daniel Bryan is supposed to have a match with Triple H. The winner of that one gets to be added to the championship match in the main event. 
so of course now Daniel Bryan really probably needs to win this because uh, you know really WWE I think has started paying attention to the fans that he's really become, gotten quite a fan base and so he really needs to get himself into that main event. So I'm predicting he's going to win, but now since it will become a triple threat mat and it match in the main event, there's no disqualification, which means Triple H can come out and interfere in that match. So this is a prime time for someone to come out and stop Triple H from interfering and stopping Daniel Bryan from winning the match. Now, I thought it would be cool, you know, CM Punk kind of left in a huff and left his contract because he wasn't happy with how how management was doing things and how the story was planned to go for WrestleMania. I think he'd be a little happier with what they've done over the past few months. Uh, so maybe he's, you know, worked out his issues and he's come back to his contract and maybe he's come back and we don't know it yet. So this would be a prime time for CM Punk to actually come back and battle Triple H to uh, keep him from interfering with the match. That would be a good time for it. Other than that, perhaps it would be very awesome uh, since Hulk Hogan will be in attendance as the host. Perhaps Hulk Hogan could intercede to uh, take out Triple H. You know, he can't really wrestle, but he can still throw a punch, you know. Uh, so maybe he could come in and uh, knock out Triple H and Daniel Bryan could win the match. Either way, I do predict Daniel Bryan to win. And then probably in a, a future event, we'll have a, a uh, match between Daniel Bryan and uh, Batista uh, to really kind of settle that. Because Batista is there, I think, mainly to promote Guardians of the Galaxy while he's there. Uh, to kind of get it in people's minds for when that movie comes up, which I saw a trailer for yesterday. It, it looks interesting. I, I don't really know anything about that uh, that book, but it looks like the movie's going to be good. But that's kind of where I'm thinking we're just going to be with WrestleMania today. Also, I am thinking uh, the Big Show will probably win. Well, I would like to see him win anyway, the Andre the Giant Invitational uh, Battle Royal. Mainly because you know he was compared so much to Andre the Giant and even Hulk Hogan when he discovered uh, the Big Show. He uh, he brought him in as being you know they they called him like Andre's son and and uh, he kind of brought him in because he reminded him of, of Andre who really was an old friend of his and Andre is the one that taught Hulk Hogan a lot. Uh, so it would be really kind of nice because you know Big Show's never gotten to have that big WrestleMania moment. I would love to see him get it, and I I would really also love to, if he wins it for Hulk Hogan to come out and present him with that that trophy that they've made that is a statue of Andre the Giant. It would be a fantastic WrestleMania moment, and I'm hoping that's how it goes. But we'll see. So hopefully you're watching WrestleMania on the WWE Network, or if you don't really care, then you probably just already skipped past this to the end. But anyways. Thank you for listening and downloading to the Neverland Podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Don't forget to tell all your friends about us and to share on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, never, at NeverlandPCast, Facebook.com uh, slash Neverland Podcast, and also at NeverlandPodcast.com. Uh, come out and give us some support. You can donate to me right on the website. It does help to pay for the hosting. Uh, there is fees, and it does cost me money to do this, even though I'm providing it free for you. Uh, it does help me out, though. Also, if you go through Audible.com or if you make a purchase uh, from my website on iTunes, I do have, If unless you've got an ad blocker up there, I do have a search box uh, for you can go and you can search for items on iTunes. Plus, I do like to put links uh, on, the, on the show notes on each website. Uh, for songs maybe that I've played during the show or something that's appropriate uh, for you to purchase. So I will be putting some items for you to purchase from iTunes, and every purchase does help out the show. But I invite you to come back next week. I have a good special planned up. If everything goes right, we'll be having special guest Tim Devine, uh, who is... 
is uh, he's a photographer, does a lot of great Disney photos. Magicinpixels.com is his website. Go check out. His, his photos are great. Uh, you can also buy prints. Uh, but we're going to have him on. I'm going to have also my buddy Philip on here if I can get all this working properly. Uh, we're going to discuss our favorite Disney songs. So, yes, even though this is not a Disney podcast, we're going to have some more Disney content because I thought it would be a great idea to discuss some great Disney songs and the memories that come with them and uh, how we enjoy them. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and I think you'll enjoy it. So come back next week. But until then, uh, remember to keep your pixie on hand as you go about uh, your workplace or wherever you have to be every day so you can kind of keep that happy thought in mind, and uh, it'll really help you get through your day. All right, God bless. See you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.